Let's pray together. Our Father and God, we thank you for another day, though it's quite chilly this morning. Uh, we are thankful for a warm place to be, that we might worship together and learn your, from your word together and fellowship and so on. So we, we ask again for your enabling in this and that you would be honored and we'd be edified. We pray especially now as we continue to seek to um, uh, grow in the skill of, of interpreting your word and uh, as this is a, a lifetime, a lifelong process of improving. We pray, Lord, that this would be a helpful step along that that path and that you would be um, uh, honored and that we would know you better because of it. And so we pray all these things then in Christ's name. Amen. All right, well, we spend a little time talking about parables and uh, basically we're looking for one key point. Well, now as we transition to Proverbs, the same approach uh, we use here. Um, The Proverbs have one basic point that is being made. Now, it might be um, a positive and a negative statement, but it's about the same basic idea. And so be careful, like with parables, not to read too much into the details. Um, But it's easier in this way because usually it's just a verse. And so we're not as inclined to, to run off into other tangents from um, like we would with a parable. Um, <clears throat> basically, these are a timeless statement and a general statement. And so most of the time it's true, but there are exceptions. And I, I think that can be true for, for most of the Proverbs, not necessarily every one of them. And um, so there, there's typically an exception here or there. Um, but exceptions don't make a rule. So we focus on the rule and acknowledge that there are some exceptions. Um, in regard to parables, that uh, other than the first uh, eight chapters, and then there's some toward the end, especially we think of chapters 30 and 31, uh, most proverbs um, are just seemingly randomly put together. And you can read a verse and you can go to the next one and it might have something totally different in mind. Um, sometimes, though, you will see a pattern um, in, in them. And generally speaking, there is an overall idea, say, in a chapter or in a section or something like that. But it's, it's not as easily seen. <laughs> um, I would say <clears throat> it's even harder to see the general pattern than uh, what we see in the Psalms. And uh, again, the last 50 years or so in the study of the Psalms, it's been so helpful. And uh, Palmer Robertson has done a lot of work. He's not the only one uh, to help us to see how the Psalms fit together. Well, uh, the Proverbs, um, we don't see that quite as much. Um, But nevertheless, there'll be a general theme, uh, usually that we can see a very broad one, maybe. All right. Now, most Proverbs are two lines. Sometimes they are three, sometimes they're more than that, uh, but most of the time they are two. And and so we have Proverbs that basically say the same thing in both lines. You have those that say the opposite, and then you have some that are longer than than, uh, just two lines. And uh, I realized I, I neglected to include another one, and that is... 
We have two lines, but they're not in parallel. Most proverbs are going to be synonymous or synthetic or antithetic parallelism. Um, but there are some that don't show parallelism at all. And uh, so we'll, we'll look at that as well uh, as we go through this. All right. Well, <clears throat> one last thing here by way of review. Um, because we are in wisdom literature, uh, we have a variety of poetic elements, not just parallelism, but it's common for us to see other things like metaphors or last week in one of them we saw personification and so there are different things like that uh, that we will see so all the things we've studied before about how to handle Hebrew poetry um, find application here in the Proverbs too so all right so we started then last time looking at uh, some Proverbs that basically say the same thing from one line to the next and so we um, looked at those two. Let's look at uh, a few more here then. Let's turn to chapter 10 in Proverbs and verse 10. Let's look at that one. Now, um, in one sense, I have no rhyme or reason as to which ones I picked. <laughs> um, they uh, are, are somewhat random. Uh, but I'm, I looked for ones that fit into these categories, so that's not random. But uh, we could look at any number of these. So in Proverbs 10, um, let's uh, read verse 10. And um, Luke, can I have you read that for us? He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but the praise of fool will fall. Okay. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. Now, what does that mean? You know, when we think of somebody winking the eye, we think that they're they're flirting or maybe the kid's being cute, trying to figure out how to do it or something like that. What is the overall point here? Okay, all right, all right. Um, is that true of both lines or the first line? Okay, all right. Um, so what about the second line? Is that also speaking in that way? Okay. That's how the New King James said it, yeah. Is it, that's what I'm trying to hear from here. Is yeah, it prating. Prating, prating. Not Right, okay. yes. So I, I took that as it's just going on and on. Boastful and and uh, it was, you know, it Okay. All right. So, um, any other thoughts? The fact that it uses the 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the Hebrew conjunction, which can mean twenty different things. Um, so, uh, which one do you go with? Uh, it could be adversative, like the New King James does. It could be consecutive, like you have the ESV, right? So, or you have NES. Um, Stan, you have ESV, right? Do you have and or but? Okay, okay. Okay, for prating fool. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. cute wink from a kid yes so um Dale, uh, darlene used the word deception right um yeah i i think that's the idea here um yeah we could maybe have some other meanings for winking but uh, deception i think is the the primary point in the first line and and i uh to your question kathy i'm inclined to translate it as and uh, because though there's a difference you're, you're you've got a deceiver in the first line you have a babbling fool or someone who just goes around shooting off his mouth in the second one. And though there's a difference there, they both end up in the same place. Right? They're going to fall. There's going to be trouble. And so I'm inclined to, to go with the and here for our meaning. And again, the Hebrew doesn't tell us. You could do either one. Um, it's not as, as specific as we might like it uh, to be there. But... Um, but I, I, that's why I put it here in the same category. And, and I'm not the only one. There are others who would say uh, similarly here. But, um, but that said, the Septuagint gives us a totally different second line. So obviously there were some questions, you know, over 2,000 years ago about how, to, how these two lines went together. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I picked it here is just because some of them are hard to, to, to see the point. Uh, but I think... We could say um, maybe something like this. Sinful behavior results in uh, problems or something to that effect. And so in the first line, it's deception. The second line is just running your mouth. Okay, So something to that effect. Um, Naylene, did I see your hand there? Or? Maybe that's why he wrote it the way he did, the way he did on, instead of giving us 
Well, I suppose if you're flirting with your spouse, spouse that right. that's not. That might be the only yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, I I've not done a word study on this word, but I, I. My recollection is that the term, to wink, in the scriptures never has a positive idea. Um, now I may be proven wrong there, but I think that's true as you, as you were to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> winking at bars is probably not uh, in the good category. Yes, Joe. Uh, somewhere in Paul's writing, but I don't have a concordance here to look up. But in times past, God went to the sin of the Gentiles, but in these days, huh. they're called repentance. Okay, in that, in that sense, winking means to overlook. Yes. assume, Joe, on that verse you referenced, that different translations translate that word differently. And I have to just see, is it the same word in the Greek or the Hebrew, or is it a different word? Um, and, you know, the old King James thought of it in that way, because that's how it was used 400 years ago. You know, so you know, those are all questions that we look at and, and try to decipher, but... Um, but our, our, again, our goal here is to look for a main idea. And in this case, we, we almost have to make two ideas because both lines are different enough. And Michelle, um, if you didn't notice, chapter 10, verse 10 is where we are. And, uh, and yet, the overall idea is um, if you're going to be deceptive, if you're going to to be boastful, it ends in, in trouble. So you can generalize that uh, in, in those kinds of ways. Um, so anyway, well, let's keep going and look at another. And uh, let's turn to chapter 16 now. And uh, verse 20. Verse 20, chapter 16. Let's see, Eric, can I get you to read that one, please? Alright. Alright. He who heeds the word wisely um, will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. I like how the New King James did that because that's how it's that second line is more consistent with the Hebrew there. Um, 
the other translations tend to smooth out that second line. Uh, that word happy is the same one that starts the Psalms, Psalm 1, verse, verse 1, uh, blessed or happy, uh, same word there. So, um, all right, so let me start by asking this question. What image comes to mind as we read this verse? What, what story, if you will? A little bit harder since we don't have a pro, uh, parable, but Kathy, were you going to say something or were you just looking up? I would say then in in this verse that maybe there isn't enough information in it to give us a specific picture, but as Kathy just did for us, she gives an example of how it this idea works itself out uh, in a particular place in the scriptures. Um, Susan. Then they, then they heed it. They obey it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So does the word uh, refer specifically to the scripture or God's revealed word, or can it be more general way, just good advice, like your parents tell you, don't waste your money, mm-hmm. or something like that? Sure, sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's the word Either one, just based on that word, right? Um, well, let me ask this question. Is this synonymous parallelism or synthetic parallelism? And, well, let me ask that first. What, what would you say? Synthetic, 
Okay. All right. Um, well, certainly we see the parallel of good and happy, right? Um, and, and so that they were saying very much the same thing. Um, heeding the word, if we see it as synonymous as trusting in the Lord, similar to what Susan, you were saying, um, I think we would then take the word for word here more specifically, God's word. Um, as Michelle's suggesting, um, we certainly can apply the idea to something more general, um, heeding the wisdom of your parents or um, somebody else in your life. You know, you're, you're going to find good things. Um, Well, <laughs> I guess I'm inclined to think that the trusting in the Lord part influences the first line and that we're thinking specifically about God's word. That said, um, you know, all these ideas, I, I think, are part of the proverb. Again, it's a general principle, and, uh, and so there, we can apply it in, in general ways here, I think. Um, this is one of those words that is used so many times in the scriptures, the word for word, that uh, it can mean thing or matter, um, stuff like that, not just word as we think of the scriptures, for example. Uh, but even a, a general principle that your parent gives is going to be based on some biblical teaching if it's truly wise, right? So in the end, you're going to go back to a biblical principle, um, in some way. Um, I, I was looking too. I don't think the verses before or after really give us a whole lot of direction there uh, to answer the question. And it doesn't. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and if we're fearing the Lord, we're trusting in Him. Our heart is in the, a good place. Yeah, certainly. And yet, as you read these next verses, it doesn't specifically direct our attention to God's word. But generally, any wisdom is going to be based on the truths found in God's word. Um, so that's the beauty of the problem? 
Wisdom. Yeah. And that wisdom and that yeah. seeing how a pure heart drives all these mm-hmm. other things. I don't know. Yeah. But I was just thinking. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons why uh, looking at Proverbs like we have just even today is is it, it, I guess, makes plain how it can be challenging to know exactly how to interpret these things. Um, but again, our goal here is we're looking for one overall point. And the overall point here is simply, if you trust in the Lord and follow his word, whether it's scripture itself or ideas based on his word, uh, there's going to be blessings. There's going to be good things. Um, and, uh, and we apply that then in a variety of different situations. So whether um, it's what Kathy said with the kings or if we're thinking of just teaching our children or, you know, whatever it is, uh, we certainly can make application of it in, in, in all kinds of ways. And, that, and that's the whole point of the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, there are ten of them. <laughs> and yet, it can apply to thousands and thousands of different situations when you work out the particulars. And Proverbs are um, kind of a step in that direction, of, uh, of doing so. And so you might say um, that the first three commands in particular of the Ten Commandments are, are lying behind or underneath this proverb um, and, uh, and so forth. So, yes, Susan.
Yeah, our tendency is certainly to think that we are wise and we're only going to evaluate other people's wisdom based on what we think rather than letting scripture guide us and the godly guide us. Yeah. Yep. Or trying to wrap your mind around how people could vote for certain candidates. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no wisdom there. Why would you vote for someone who is mentally incapable right now? And that's not just Fetterman. That's Biden and, you know, any others. Yeah, and that isn't say that Oz was the better choice, but you know, but how could you vote for Fetterman? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then you look at his policies and all that too. But anyway, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Well, and this is what um, basically we were taught in seminary. When you when you see a proverb, um, one of the best ways of doing it is looking for stories where that idea is applied. And you mentioned Noah, and you mentioned with the kings, and you know we could do it with other things too. And um, because you don't have a fuller story like a parable, um, and and so forth. Well, let's look at uh, one other, and that, let's just jump down here to verse 28. And again, we could look at so many of these, um, but the idea here is looking for those who are, um, have uh, similar ideas in, in both lines. So verse 28, um, Stan, can I ask you to read that one then? Uh, it's still chapter 16. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, chapter 16, verse 28. The New King James puts it, a perverse man sows strife. What was that word again there? You had? Dishonest, okay. And a whisper separates the best of friends. So, you know, just slightly different way of saying same things there. But, um, all right, so what is our overall point here? Okay, all right. So let's develop the gossip idea. What, how would we summarize this verse in that way?
<clears throat> first of all, no, there's really no question that both lines are saying the same thing here. <laughs> now, we may debate if it's synonymous or synthetic, but it's, it's uh, very clear in this way. Um, what image comes to mind? Kathy. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. That'd be a. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me a little bit of Absalom, too. Well, if I were king, I would get justice for you. Yeah, yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah Susan. Well, we were two of them that just said that. All right, earlier we were saying that our relationship with God when we trust in God tends to produce the wisdom and sowing peace than following Satan. Satan, from the very beginning, was trying to sow discord, mm-hmm. and distrust, and trouble between God and me mm-hmm. So then, is it in a similar way in the way that you say to God in His promptings and His way produces? Instead of trusting God, trusting something else, and you know, ultimately it would be be Satan. We could put in here someone who trusts themselves or something that God has made, whatever that may be. And uh, yeah, it's going to lead to strife in some way.
So I, I'm learning after doing this principal thing for a little while that you just make sure of the facts, right? So I only had one person who gave me kind of a clear rendition of what happened. Uh, but I had like more general stuff from other ones. So I sat down with the young man in question and I said, okay guys, what happened on the land of What were you talking about? I'm hearing some stuff that has me concerned and I'd like to know. So then I got their rendition. And when I sifted down to the bottom of it, it wasn't nearly, I mean, there were concerning things and they did get in trouble, but it wasn't nearly as concerning as what was brought to me in the first place. But it opened up an opportunity to talk to them about just care with their speech and people overhearing and misunderstanding and misreading and, you know, not talking about bathroom things that should be kept private and, you know, just normal stuff that eighth grade boys do, you know, and have to be corrected on. Um, but, but if I had gone with the first account, it was, and I don't think it was malicious in intent. In this case, I think they just misunderstood and misheard, you know, they only heard a little bit of what was going on in these inferences. Yeah. And I think that happens so many times. Well, and you more or less followed Matthew 18 and came to a better place in, in handling it all. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this verse here, it's talk, the emphasis seems to be on, on division. Right? So if you're whispering about, you know, say you've got two friends and the one person then talks to somebody else about that other friend and so forth, you know, it, it separates them. It, it drives a wedge there. There's a division. Um, um, the one who sows strife. And that sounds like it's very intentional. Uh, the second one, maybe, maybe you could say it's inadvertent. Um, but certainly the first one, you, you definitely, it's, it's intentional. You're sowing it. You, you cultivate the ground and, you know, so forth. Um, it's going to bring strife. It's going to bring division. And that person is perverse. So, it, you know, if you look at somebody and that person is creating division, uh, well, maybe like Jesus, it's because they're present, presenting the truth and people don't want to hear it. But most of the time, it's because it's selfish and uh, evil in some way. And so it brings this division. Um, again, our main point here is, what's the main point? And the main point is, hey, people who divide, hey, Obviously, that's not the way of wisdom. Um, yes, Susan. Sure, I'm the only other two. 
put people down to make yourself feel better. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah. And immediately the Ukrainian president comes out and denounces it as a Russian thing, blah, blah, blah. And he completely misled people until experts started looking at the photographs and said, whoa, that's not Russian. That's Ukrainian. Yeah. And he's still pushing the wrong message. He yeah. wants the United States to be in the war. He wants, you know. Yeah. Well, Well, I don't really trust anything I hear about the Ukraine war because I'm not sure what to believe. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we better quit here. So let's uh, pray as we conclude. Lord, we thank you again for your word. And, and again, our, our, our desire here, Lord, is to be able to understand your word uh, better and to, to use these skills to, to guide us and, and not just to run uh, to extremes and, and off, off path and so forth, but to, to stay uh, true to what you want us to understand. And, and so as we, we've delved into the meaning of the verse, uh, help us also to, to improve in our, our skills here of interpretation. So um, uh, we pray now as we come to our service that you would bless it, that you would fulfill your promises to us, and that we would uh, lay aside all of those perverse things that we have in our hearts, that we might focus on you and worship you as you deserve. And so we pray all these things then in Christ's name. Amen.